This is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan from Tara Nolan Advisory Services. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With many years of experience in the financial industry, Tara provides her clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Nolan Financial Radio with Tara Nolan. Hello and welcome back to Nolan Financial Radio. I'm Tara Nolan from Nolan Financial. And before we get started with our show, I just wanted to take a minute and say hi to my amazing co-host, Tony Shore. Hey, Tara, thanks for having me on. Great to be here. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. I, I love that. Again, I just every episode I've been saying it, but I love the new intros and outros to the show. Fantastic. Fantastic. Is your new website up? My new website is up and it is, awesome. I think it's gorgeous. I have this a great marketing company that I'm working with and they have been putting the little bit of polish on things and I love it. Nice. So what's the website address for our listeners to check it out? www.taraenolan.com will take you right there. TaraEnolan.com. That's T-A-R-A-E-N-O-L-A-N.com. Just type that in. It is, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful website. So, and everything ties in. You got the YouTube videos, the radio show, and are you still working on that book? How's that coming? I hate to ask because I know no, it's, tough. it's it's coming, Tony. And so we are my goal right now is I have to have it ready to my copy editor at the end of June. So I'm furiously going and writing more drafts and drafts and drafts. <laughs> sure. And uh, we're still targeting October 12th for the publication date. Yep. Awesome. So awesome. Now, I know I was trying to talk you into putting a chapter in there about pizza. <laughs> but that probably didn't make the cut. The probably not. There, there could be a story. We'll have to see. Yeah. I'm sure, yeah. There might be a story. All right. Well, uh, great to be here. Tara. How have you been? Have you, you and Chris keeping busy? I know you're meeting with a lot of people talking to listeners. Well, one of the really cool things I just got to do recently was I got to do a course at the, in Colorado Springs, we have the center for creative leadership. And I've been trying to get a class there for years. And so we got to have this week long class called Leading Strategically. And I, there was 25 people in the class. And Tony, the whole week was just dedicated to going, okay, what is my personality and what drives me? And then, so how do I use that to work with people, especially the people that are not like me? And it's really interesting. And, and it's gonna help with the radio show too, because one of the things about my personality type is I kind of make connections quickly. And sure. then I forget to connect the dots for people. Oh, and so sure. I'm learning this while I'm writing the book, because as a book, you have to tell good stories because people yeah. need to understand. And it's hard for me because I just get right to the teaching. Like, I just want to show you how to do it. But when you're working together with with your clients and, and trying to create that financial plan, we all have to be on the same page. So you have to take that kind of time to level set and make sure everybody's tracking and understands because it doesn't matter if I have this brilliant idea, if no right. one understands why. That's true. And, and so I, you know, I love it when you get to do these self introspective things and just, it, I think life is a constant process of just making you a better version of who you are. Yeah. And, and, and so, I, I like, I love the fact that you're constantly trying to grow and learn more, even as a professional, 
in all that you've already done and accomplished, uh, you're constantly um, educating yourself, updating your education, uh, growing, and so you can better help your clients and the people you work with and talk to as a speaker, as a uh, you know financial services professional. I think that's great. So uh, what topic do you have for us today? What are we talking about? Well, you've kind of dovetailed. We're going to talk about, we're going to have a little fun about growing your financial garden. And, ah. and I, it's all about this constant, like you don't want to be stagnant. And mm-hmm. it's always like, you know, just like the seasons, there's always a cycle. And, you know, we're getting into that time of the year where everybody is starting to go, you know, go, okay, what are we going to do with the landscaping? Is it time to do yeah. the mulching? Are we going to plant some trees? Are we going to plant some flowers? You know, I think Home Depot and Lowe's must just love this time of year. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've seen, I keep seeing people come out of uh, the hardware stores and these big box stores uh, like Home Depot and Lowe's where uh, it's just, they're going crazy right now. People are, uh, you know, buying, uh, you know, lawn seed for fertilizer, uh, hanging plants, seeds to plant in their garden. So it is that time of year, isn't it? It is. And these are all the things that we do with finance because, you know, with my clients, we do annual reviews at a minimum, but because it's it's constantly cultivating because you have this plan that you've put in place, but every year you have to look at it, take it out, see, is it still on track? Do you need to trim a little bit here, add a little bit here? So just like your financial, just like your garden, that's what we do with the financial plan. So we're going to have yeah. a lot of fun with this today. Well, yeah, and I think you've certainly picked the perfect time of year to talk about growing a financial garden, right? Uh, And, uh, you know, I think even for people who don't garden themselves, uh, seeing all these seed packets in the store, people buying uh, plants and all of that, uh, that's a good sign that we're in for blue skies and warm breezes, right? Absolutely. And, you know, and that's what I just want people to be having those visuals in your head, like you're, you know, just walking through the store and like looking like all those beautiful hanging pots of flowers. And then, you know, out in front, they have all the different flowers. And then for the folks that like to start to grow a little bit of the garden vegetables and, you know, those tomatoes, that's kind of what we're talking about. And you want to think about your financial plan is it's like all of that summer grown fruit on all those things that you grew and you, you stored away for future use. And, and yeah. so that's what we want to talk about today. And, you know, I love it. Motley Fool is one of my favorite places because I'm always it's a reading great articles. Website. Yep. And, and I love going there. And we're going to talk about some of their strategies that they have for retirement. And it, I love it, Tony, because when it, when other people are doing things that I'm doing, then it's like Aristotle's truth with the capital T. Yeah, it's true whether you know it's it or affir- not. It's affirmation when you read about, hey, this is this is what I'm talking about. Yeah, right. And so the first thing we want to talk about is that income seed that you want to plant is a bucket strategy. And I like yeah. this. I like things that are simple. And so yeah. in this this strategy, the idea consists of like three buckets. Okay. And so the first bucket is your emergency fund, and it's that cash that you're going to spend in a short time frame after retirement. And this is for your things like your living expenses and all your major purchases. And these funds should be pretty liquid, right? Because you're going to need to use them. Yeah. Well, okay. So bucket one, that seems pretty straightforward. Right. Um, and uh, that's kind of uh, living expenses, things you need to use. And those funds, like you say, they need to be there and accessible. So what's in bucket two? So bucket number two, then this one's going to need to be a little hold a little bit more because this is what you're going to need in like your first three to 10 years after retirement. So and this is where you want to put money in your investment options. So this is the money that can sit for a little longer and have um, more time to grow. 
because your bucket number one is for your immediate use. So bucket number two is what you're going to let grow a little longer. So what you want to think about is as your first bucket is getting empty, then your second bucket, you can dump it right in. And then that's going to become the money that you'll start to spend. Ah, okay. I, I like that. I really do. And so if I'm following this pattern correctly, then, uh, Tara, I, I'm guessing bucket three is for the resources you intend to let sit for a while, knowing they'll be there in the future when you need them, right? Yeah. And so bucket number three, that's going to be your biggest bucket. But then this is the money that you can really put in and look for growth. And so because you've got your bucket number one, your immediate concerns, you've got your bucket number two for that next you know, three to 10 years. But bucket yeah. number three is the money that you're not going to need for quite a while. So you can have more growth in there. You can have a little yeah. more risk with it. And so you can see that you're covering all, a lot of, of the different eventualities that can happen. Right. Because none of us has that crystal ball. Right. So I love that yeah. this strategy really helps give you a framework to go, okay, here's the money I need today. Here's the money I'm going to need soon. And then this is the money that's going to grow and be for me and there for me in the future. Yeah. And I, you know, I think you're right. And I'm glad that we're talking about this and, and we're referencing financial services professionals uh, because it occurs to me uh, gardens, both traditional gardens that you plant and of the financial variety, they're both a lot of work. I mean, so just like you might have a gardener or recruit one of your grandkids to help you weed that vegetable garden or take care of it. Uh, why not work with somebody like yourself uh, to work on that financial garden, make sure it's healthy and make sure that it's growing in a sustainable way, right? You know, Tony, and that is a great way to think about it because systematic withdrawals are nice because, again, we have it's nice to have a little bit of structure in the process. Most mm -hmm. of us are used to, as we worked most of our lives, that you, you got a paycheck. So unless you were an entrepreneur, you're kind of used to having that like that monthly or weekly uh, battle rhythm that you're used to having. And so when you do that, you can just make it very simple that you'll take a small percentage of your assets every month and, and look at it and, and you can break it up by the year, by the month, whatever's comfortable. And then that way you can make sure you're adjusting for inflation appropriately. And then sure. one of the goals, you know, a good planning factor is ideally you want your nest egg big enough that you can live on about 4% and then that way the nest egg will keep growing and then you just keep living off of that interest. Yeah. And you've talked to me before a, a lot about uh, sy systematic withdrawals and sequence of returns, things like that. And the 4% rule that you just mentioned. And, and, you know, I've read about the 4% rule and it's a solid strategy, but you've said in the past that there are potential drawbacks to that rule, right? Well, it's like every rule, right? Is it all depends on the assumptions that you make. So ah, sure. the 4% rule is a great planning strategy, but obviously it's assuming that your investments are making, you know, ideally at least 4%, if not more. And so, and the thing right. about, right, the market is the market is never a straight line. The market goes up nope. and down and up and down. Nope. So while the 4% is a good planning factor, real life does enter the factor. And that's why you <laughs> yeah, want to work together. And, and I can tell you, like, I have clients that we look at that. And that's why we have those balances of some money's in the market. And then some money is in fixed safe stuff. So when the market is low, we pull from our fixed safe stuff. And then when the market's doing really well, we leave the safe stuff alone. We pull from the market. So that way it, it averages out to that kind of 4% goal. And, and then also we're all living so long. So we yeah, want to make sure true. that you don't outlive your money. And then, so that's why it's so important in a comprehensive plan that we look at what are you going to do for healthcare and what are you going to do 
um, to live potentially that long life, right? You don't want to go, well, hit my expiration date. (laughs) (laughs) So we want to make sure that we've planned that you're not going to outlive your money and that you understand that life, even though we plan it, is never going to be a perfectly straight line. (laughs) And that's That's why this financial relationship has got to be like, a work in progress. It's not like someone hands you a plan and you never talk to your financial planner again, because that's not how life works. No, it it isn't. And I think that makes perfect sense. And your financial garden, then it's just like that regular garden. You can do all the due diligence in the world, but it is impossible to know when that storm might come along and wipe out half your crop. So you need to do some preparing. And that's where you and Chris come in as financial services providers, right? Absolutely, because that's where, you know, the the one thing that we can guarantee is something that you don't know is going to (laughs) happen. Yes, exactly. That's the only thing I can guarantee. So that's how we want to build those plans that have that resiliency that can handle the the things that happen. And then that's where we, we talk about those things. I had one of my clients just last year, she had very unexpectedly, she had to have a bunch of dental work done. Mm. And that's not cheap. I don't care. No, Dental it's work is crazy just not expensive, cheap. crazy and expensive. Tony, it was over $20,000. And, oh. and it was just interesting because we had to go back with this client and remind her, like when we were planning, she was very frugal and she's like, well, I'm just going to live on $30,000 a year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we're like, okay, so aren't you glad we helped you plan a little bit better than that? Because yeah. this dental emergency just took out almost your full year's planned retirement. Yeah. You're going to spend more than that on healthcare and retirement if you don't have a a proper strategy in place at least. So, uh, you know, and the the thing, the thing people don't realize it's funny, that story is a great illustration, uh, but it's another chance to remind people. And you've talked about this and I only know this because Terry, you've told me Medicare does not cover certain things, uh, in fact, common things that uh, seniors require once you get into that senior area of your life, uh, and that is vision, dental, and hearing. And Mm -hmm. what three things go when we get older? I mean, (laughs) what do we need? Our eyes, vision, dental, and hearing, uh, a lot that really basic Medicare doesn't cover that. So you have to plan for that and make sure that you either have supplemental insurance or a plan. And I know you and Chris uh, talk to your clients about that as well. So uh, this has been a great show so far, uh, but we should probably take a minute uh, to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Uh, Sure, Tony. So Chris and I, we always set aside 20 complimentary appointments for the first 20 callers after the show. And for those people that really want to go, I want to look at my plan and make sure it's on track to get me there. So Tony, you can call Chris and I at 719-210-4242. And for today's show, it's if you want to look at what your plan is and say, is my garden growing the things I need to have for my Mm -hmm. future? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's key right there. And I think it's really important. Listeners, pick up the phone. I know Chris would love to talk to our listeners as well. You can talk to Chris and set up a a complimentary, no cost, no obligation consultation with Chris and Tara. Uh, It's been a good one. Now we're taking some inspiration from some green thumbs. I'm not a green thumb. 
Uh, I'm not a gardener, but you know, uh, I help my wife with plants uh, when we, when I have to, when I'm told to, but uh, I don't have a green thumb and you know, uh, you know, it's that time honored tradition, dropping seed into the soil. Uh, but we're talking about how you can grow your financial garden, uh, which is your area. Uh, and, uh, that's your area of expertise. So, uh, I know that uh, we've had you mentioned an article. We talked about some strategies. What do you have for us next? Well, so the next thing we want to talk about is uh, when you're getting into retirement is the idea of downsizing. And we want to talk about like the mm. different ways to do that, because, you know, I have a lot of people, a lot of clients, Tony, that had large families, you know, two to six kids. And you need kind of a big house for that. Yeah. But then once you retire, you don't need all that space. And so that may be a time where you want to look at downsizing and it's, it can save you a lot of, you know, obviously just in utilities and and basics, but then you don't have as much to clean and it just, it saves you also a lot. Maybe you don't want to have to manage your yard anymore and you just want to do a little indoor gardening and have, you know, those beautiful plants that hang around the windows and and do that sort of thing. So downsizing, and I I guess, Tony, I want to make sure you don't have a negative side or side effect to it. Like, well, I'm downsizing because I have to, you want to look at downsizing as a way that might give you more freedom. Yes. Well, it gives you freedom from clutter and maybe all the junk and stuff you don't need. And downsizing might help you financially and give you freedom to do other things that you've always wanted to do. You know, things like we talked about on the last couple of shows about retirement lifestyle. So I I think that's huge, Tara. And, uh, you know, uh, there are like in senior communities, a lot of them uh, have walking paths or they might have a community garden. In fact, speaking of community gardens, uh, I know there are community gardens out there that are owned by cities or nonprofit, you know, towns have community gardens, nonprofits might have a community garden that's cared for volunteers. And those are becoming more common and uh, volunteering and community engagement's important. We've talked about that. So that's a great way to get your uh, hands dirty, so to speak, in the soil and do a good deed for your community. So we're talking about financial gardening, but I'm, I'm trying to tie it in a little bit with real gardening, right? Right, exactly. That's why it's a great metaphor. And and so, that, you know, it just lets, I like this idea when you retire is it's a time to reinvent yourself and kind of shed the baggage that you don't need to have anymore so that you can open it up to have more experiences. Yeah. And, and that's that's kind of like thinking about what you want to do. So now I think no retirement show, Tony, would be appropriate if we didn't touch on Social Security. Ah, yes. That's a key component. They call it the foundation of retirement planning, right? Well, it really is at this point. You know, Social Security is never intended to be a retirement plan. But right now, the way it works, we've all paid into it most of our working life. So it becomes a great foundational part of your financial plan. And one of the things is to understand, because it's a little tricky, because you get to kind of pick when you start. And so you kind of the old, the old school feeling sure. was, well, I'll start as soon as I can. Yeah. And, you know, that always feels good. But when you take it early at 62, you actually get a reduced amount. Yeah, and you're giving you, up something there. Yeah. Right. Quite so whenever you get, that's what you have for the rest of your life. And because we're all living so much longer, that starting the, as soon as you can may not be the best answer. And, you know, it if you depends, wait, right? I, I'm going right. for your answer here. It depends on your circumstance, right? It really does. Because, you know, obviously there's maybe situations where you're going to need to have it sooner. Your health may not be so good. There's a lot of reasons. But taking it just because your neighbor down the street started, that's not a good reason. 
Yeah. And That's a lot, true. there's a lot of pressure for that. I can tell you when my mom first decided to retire, she was like, well, all of my friends are retired. I'm getting ready to turn 65. It's time to retire. And I was like, yeah. do you really want to retire? Or do you just want to break? <laughs> <laughs> and and right. no kidding, Tony, she's like, she was like, I'm retiring. And after a month, she was already back to work. <laughs> because a she lot of people ha- that happens. Yeah. And, and all she really wanted was just that little mental break that you get when you're like, I'm retired. And then they want to go back to work. And so, um, and that's why looking at your retirement for social security when you start, because especially if you are going to go back to work, you don't want to take your social security while you're still working. That's a great point. There are a lot of ins and outs and strategies with social security and you have to know what's going on. It's not as simply as simple as, Oh, when I turn 62 or when I turn 65, I file and that's it. There are so many strategies and calculations involved to make sure that you're maximizing those benefits and doing what makes sense. So you don't get in a bad tax situation. If you go back to work, that type of thing. And, and you know what, when it comes to your financial garden, honestly, social security is one of those crops that you have to plant at just the right time, as you say. So work with a financial services professional. Exactly. Tony, you know, I really couldn't agree more. And, you know, gardens are one of those things that are entirely dependent on the weather. Right. Because right. if you live in a cold climate or an area that's got four seasons, you're going to have a limited time to cultivate and grow a garden. But if mm-hmm. you live in one of those more tropical areas or, you know, down by Florida, you're going to have a lot more time, maybe even year round to grow. So it's really that same with your financial garden. And because we're all unique and have individual situations. So one of the things that you want to, you can look at is maybe after you retire, maybe you just continue to work part time, especially if you can do something that you love doing. And, you know, so you always want to kind of keep opening up. I always like to figure out like, let's make decisions to keep expanding our opportunities, giving us more options right? versus making our life smaller. If it's going to make me something that makes your life smaller, then that wouldn't be my first choice. We always want to look at things that expand. Yeah. And, you know, like you say, going back to work, I know people, a number of people who are retired and I'm struck by just how many do work at least a couple of days a week. And to your point, almost none of them do it because they need the money. They do it to get out of the house and socialize. Exactly. And it's all about those win-win kind of things. And, you know, and another thing that I really like is, you know, it's a great point about the traditional garden and the financial garden. You know, you get to spend those time with your people. But here's another strong seed that I really want to foot stomp because this one we haven't talked about in a while, Tony, and it's so important is tax efficiency. Ah, yeah. And, and I can tell you what we're doing with a lot of our clients right now is saying, OK, as we're saving for retirement, one of the big goals is to get as much money into tax efficient categories so that they are at the lowest possible tax rate they can be in in retirement. Yep. And when people come to us early enough, Tony, sometimes we can get them. So they're going to be almost paying zero amount in taxes. And hmm. then the, the challenge, though, is some people come to me and they've already committed to products that kind of lock them in so that they're always going to have to pay some taxes. And so, you know, that's where we have to look at it and we do what we can. But the big goal is to try to get as much of your retirement money in a tax free bucket, because then guess what? Then you don't have to worry about what Congress is doing. Uh, Yeah, that's (laughs) That's true. Congress. And, you know, Congress, Congress likes to Congress. That's what they do. (laughs) (laughs) 
whatever <laughs> so, that is uh, so. just it makes more makes everything more complicated and and taxes if ever there was a reason to cultivate a financial garden with the help of a financial services professional like yourselves i think this is a good one taxes well, and you've got that right, Tony, because the more that you can shrink your taxes, then your money just goes further and further. Yeah. Because, you know, like the example we use all the time is if you have a traditional IRA, let's say you have $100,000 to keep the numbers simple. When you retire, about 30000 about 30% of that money is going to go for taxes. And that's wow. on today's tax code. But what happens right. if Congress changes the law and they make it 35 or 40%? Yeah. All of a sudden... Here's that money that you thought was yours and uh, a big chunk of it is not yours. Mm. And that doesn't feel good. No. So what we want to do is try to get as much of your money into these tax-free vehicles. So that way it's, it's like we want to have predictability and stability, right? Yeah. If there's chaos well, in my life. I want to create it. I don't want the <laughs> government to create it. Yeah. Well, and, and uh, you know, uh, Tara, for most people, getting out the garden tools and digging into tax strategy, it's about as much fun as stubbing a toe in the middle of the night, right? <laughs> well, uh, yeah. Talk about your eyes glazing over and, and like yeah. tuning out. <laughs> but you, there's just so many things that you can do. So, and like one of the cool things that most people don't know about is, you know, things called like 72 T's that will allow you to take money out of your accounts and redirect it before you get to be 59 and a half. And so there's all these different kind of rules that are around the tax code that you need to know about. And then we also need to look on the other end, right? Tony is if you have a traditional account, you can be forced to take your money out if you don't even need it. Right. So we want to look at, again, it's, it all comes back to that feeling of control is you want to feel like, this is my money and I get to decide when I spend it and how I spend right. it. Right. And so that's what we want to look at. And I don't, and that's why we sit down and help our clients. Right, Tony, because I don't expect them to become right. the experts, but I, I want to be able to help them understand, like you can make this decision or you can make this decision. And here's why this one may be better than that one. Now we're almost out of time for today's show. Is there anything else you want to talk about today? we got about a minute or two left uh, before we go. Well, I did. And so, you know, we've talked about a lot of things that you want to do. And I know the big thing that a lot of people say is, okay, great. I'm on board. So where do I start? Yeah. Because it's too much. And it, let's start simple. So here's where you start very simply is you want to set some short-term and some long-term goals. And that sounds really simple, but even the simple steps require some discipline, you know, and that solid short-term goal right away, Tony, has got to be setting up that emergency plan that emergency fund to cover a minimum of three months living expenses, ideally six months. And then that way it, it stops you from making bad decisions. And then, you know, a reasonable long-term goal could be something like saving a nice chunk of money for a down payment on your new house. So that's kind of an example of a long-term goal. But the way you get started right now with all everything we've been talking about today is to just kind of jot down your goals and then figure out, okay, with all these goals, pick a short-term goal that you can actually stick to and a yeah. long-term goal that you can actually stick to, right? Cause there's like that dream list of like all the things you would like to do, but be reasonable. Let's just pick one, just pick one thing that you go, I could do that. You know, I could save a hundred dollars a month into my emergency fund and I can just do that. And I won't even notice the difference and I can stick to that. Right. 
Right. There you go. I think that's great, Tara. And we're out of time for today's show. It flew by really quick. Before we go, let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you. Yes. Give Chris and I a call at 719-210-4242. That's 719-210-4242 to give Chris and I a call to set up that complimentary appointment because we want to get you set up on that plan for success. All right. Well, thanks. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Nolan Financial Radio with our host, Tara Nolan. Join us soon for another episode of Nolan Financial Radio. Take care and we'll talk with you next time. Thank you for listening to Nolan Financial Radio. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Tara Nolan at Tara Nolan Advisory Services. Call 719-210-4242 or visit the website at TaraEnolan.com. Tara Nolan and Tara Nolan Advisory Services are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.